Hey guys, welcome back to Who Watches the Watchers. My name is Ian. This is Paul Damien. And this is Kenny. And this week we're talking about Daredevil. Hi, hey. Hey. What, what did I just... Hi, it's me, Dr. Phil. Okay. <laughs> I was like, what oh, did Phil's I press? Too. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Phil. Closing yeah. out our Chipmas season. Yeah, this is the end. Yeah. This is the end of the year. This is the end of our Chipmas celebration. Um, this week we're talking about Daredevil. Uh, issues 1 through 10. Uh, the first five issues drawn by Marco Cicchetto. Um, and then later on we get to other artists like uh, Lalit Kumar Sh- Sharm- Sharma. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to move this board. So close. you can see it better. You got it. <laughs> so it's going to go over here somewhere. That's fine. <laughs> Um, and then, of course, we have Jorge Fornes on issue 10. Here. Do you want to, like... Yeah. Is you... it okay if we do that? Yeah. Just put it, like, right here. Right, right, right yeah. Here? Yeah. Just, yeah. Throw it. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. So, uh, we, we did the first 10 issues. That's two different arcs. The first arc, um, I forget what the arcs are called. <laughs> they, oh, yeah. That's a good call. I think they it's, like... They do have names. No Gods, Only Devil or something No like Fear. Oh, no fear is the first one. No, yeah. no fear. Like know it. Yeah. Oh, you will like, no yeah. fear. Okay. And then the, the first second one's all about is King. no devils only God. Oh. The first one, they literally they're like, hey, I saw this picture of Kenny, and we're just gonna make him daredevil. <laughs> Pretty much. No. <laughs> Once I will, again, precious like luscious redhead. You know, throughout this book, this. why why daredevil is one of my you know I think why I kind of was sentimental to him pretty early on. Is, yeah. You know, gotta love the. I love the redheaded superheroes out here representing. You yeah. Know? So and no fucking Marco Cicchetto. He's yeah. a criminal, not a superhero. He's a murderer. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna say I will say right from the top. I I I appreciated his art. I think a little bit more than I did the art in the second volume. Me of this, too. Just a little bit. I, yeah. Um, there was just it was just kind of an instant. Look how ridiculously handsome Matt Murdock can be to absolutely how goofy. <laughs> Matt Murdock can be from one volume to the next yeah. in some ways and so I did definitely get used to the second volume as I read through it but it was a pretty jarring transition of artwork yeah for me I, from, can, I can agree with that from sure. one to the other but not in any way that you know isn't very common in yeah. Marvel and I'm just glad that it was very contained between the two volumes and there wasn't a whole lot of jumping around that's true it was just basically that. the last it was just the last issue that that was horrid yeah, yeah um um, no, but Lalit Kumar Sharma's art was very reminiscent of Mark Bagley for me, which mm-hmm. was like Ultimate Spider-Man. Uh, he did. Um, Mark Bagley did. Uh, God damn it! <laughs> he's just <laughs> dropping your phone left and right. Um, he did fucking Life Story with Chip, so it it felt reminiscent to kind of Chip storytelling. Yeah, no, absolutely for sure. Um, but no, Marco Cicchetto's art is something else entirely, and and it's crazy because I'm pretty sure. The reason why he didn't continue the book was because it takes him a while to pump out. That makes so much sense. <laughs> good, like really thorough art like he does. Mm-hmm. Um, the first time I saw Marco Cicchetto was on Avengers World, like in 2000, what was that, 13 or 14 or whenever that came out. And I was blown away. I was like, why is this guy not doing the mainline book with fucking uh, Hickman? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I, it, it, it blew my, me away like immediately. Um, but I'm glad he's on this book and he's continuing to work on, on throughout this, this arc or this, uh, run that oh, okay. Chip has with Daredevil. So when we return, we will be seeing Marco Cicchetto's art again. Fantastic. That's exciting. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I think this Daredevil run actually ended around issue 30. So hmm. it's already done. Okay. And now we're moving, uh, I think around the time this episode comes out, we should be into the first issue or so of the event that comes after this, which is Devil's Reign. Got you. Which is crazy. I can't imagine what it's even about. Um, but let's let's do a quick little rundown about like what this first issue is about, and then we can talk about broadly what how we felt about it yeah. all. So let's talk about No Fear. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Matt Murdock is, he's no longer mayor. Fisk is mayor. Um, I love that every time they bring up his mayoral ship, it was like, oh, it was a heartbeat. Yeah. It's just a <laughs> yeah. skip. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he's, he doesn't know what to do with himself and he's trying to get back into being Daredevil after like a big accident. And he's just he been hit by a bus or something yeah. in mm-hmm. an event. I guess none of us really, do you know? No, anything it, on? it was, yeah. it was definitely in Charles Soule's run previously. Yeah. It's probably how he kind of ended his run more yeah. than likely it seems. 
Um, but uh, so, yeah, I mean, Daredevil Sorry. fights three goons within this first issue, and one of them is pronounced dead. And that's the whole running theme throughout the rest of this book. Yeah, yeah. all 10 issues we read, really. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's jump in. And like, I mean, and that is such a catalyst for Matt Murdock, who mm-hmm. is the ultimate good boy. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, he is a lawyer in the day and a, you know, hardworking vigilante at night who Batman code as it is does not kill people. You yeah. know what I mean? That's every daredevil I've ever read up to this point. That is his running theme. You know, you do you beat him to a pulp, but you don't take right. a life and it comes with his power set that he knows the human body so well that he can do that you know what i mean he can like know exactly where to hit someone or know the exact limitations they can take before it'll be too much you know yeah um so that's why i think this is such a fantastic storyline to throw him into because it is the ultimate you know mental warfare to put matt through beyond like fucking with his loved ones you know yeah um chip does a brilliant thing throughout this book where um murdoch matt murdoch has the murdoch guilt Mm-hmm. but he he sprinkles in like some of the the parker luck you know what i mean where it's like every turn it feels like things are really going against daredevil mm-hmm. especially this first five issues which feels like it takes place within a couple of nights yeah mm-hmm. and it's just train wreck after train wreck where each issue brings a whole new slew of of a uh, problem <laughs> yeah for sure um no but uh daredevil is He's he's struggling with the fact that he thinks Kingpin has set him up or someone has set him up. That the, mm-hmm. this is something he's been through before. It's, yeah, you know, there it has someone had to have created this situation. Exactly. It couldn't have actually been him. You know. Yeah. How did you guys feel about some of the cameos we get in this first five issues? I loved it, especially the last one. You know what I mean? To jump right yeah. towards the end, but I think they're sprinkled in so well in an organic way. That's what's so great about New York and the Marvel universe is it's the most organic way to have just whoever you want show up besides like Iron Man or someone who can fly all around the world. Yeah. You know, these people would be accessible and these are friends of his, you know, and that's what mm-hmm. I love too. I like knowing that these heroes are all such a heavy community with each other that they would be paying attention to Matt long before they ever even actually got involved with him, you know what I mean? And it would take him running around in a Punisher t-shirt that he didn't even realize he's wearing. Yeah. For them to be like, fuck, okay, we have to go and <laughs> we have talk to, to Matt because now he's on some deranged yeah, <laughs> Punisher cosplay. Like, so, it has a symbol on it? Yeah. <laughs> I never even noticed that. I just needed a shirt. <laughs> and, and that's and I love that. That that yeah. that that thing where we even forget he has limitations, you know, mm-hmm. that no matter how much he can probably tell every fiber of that shirt exists. He's not thinking about what it actually would have on it for the world to see, you know? Mm-hmm. Which is kind of funny because it even shows like in um, some panels where he can he can read mm-hmm. uh, like on a newspaper. He can see little words on a newspaper still, I guess, from like the ink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stuff. I think he's he's probably feeling it more than anything. I don't know. In in those panels that it showed it, it looked like somebody else was holding the newspaper. Oh, and he was able to understand what was on it? Yeah. Oh, interesting. I I don't know. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's always that idea that, like, anytime someone shows him a screen, he has to play along like, yes, you're right. I know what that screen shows me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I see. (laughs) But just in case anybody else might be listening, (laughs) you shouldn't explain it. Go ahead. Because, yeah, TVs would have to just literally be, like, static nonsense to him if he does see anything at all. There's no way I imagine he could interpret the image exactly for what it is you know (laughs) um let's talk about the introduction of our main antagonist throughout this book which is cole north um how did you guys feel about him and his uh what what would you say bullheadedness is that a good way to describe him he's classic uh cop classic like good like trying desperately to be the goodest cop yeah, and classic, um, like, oh, we need to stop these vigilantes. They're tearing apart our city. Well, and I feel like he's a jab you know. at Chicago a little bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. like, this is how people from Chicago are. They're way more aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, how did you guys feel about him and his, like, formidability, mm-hmm. honestly? I mean, he only beat Daredevil because he shot him. <laughs> in all honesty. Yeah, but do you think that he's he's a good threat? It's hard. The thing is, I feel like he didn't really get 
the sh- I, like I, I, something to make him make you want to root for him at any really given time. Like you do feel bad that he's like obviously the only fully mm-hmm. maybe clean cop in this environment, but you don't even really get like that Jeff or Jeff Gordon, uh, James Gordon, where you want to yeah. root for him vibe. I feel like he's just because it's not it, you. Don't, there's hasn't been that point where we see him maybe realizing that Daredevil isn't the worst. We finally maybe got it kind of towards the second half, but he still didn't. We didn't even have any internal conflict. I felt like throughout any of it that showed. That he's like kind of coming around to it, and maybe that's because vigilantes are bad, and that's literally the point is that yeah. he is truly this line that it crosses his line no matter how far I he think, can look. But it's still just that fact that he's like unbendable. I think unbendable uh, people are not un- are are break the most breakable because when you're unwilling, so unwilling to unbend, yeah, you're going to be snapped in half eventually. You know, because the world's going to force you. That's even something that Daredevil tells him, like. When you're so unbendable or like to present yourself as so unbreakable, they'll find somebody around you who isn't, you know, yeah. and use it against you. So I guess what I think his, 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 his like, um, deal is his mechanism. <laughs> the reason he's the mechanism in this book is because he, he is, he's like our route to reality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, if we were alive in this world, we would want someone like Cole North that would be like, Hey, join the fucking FBI or something if you have superpowers. Like, why the fuck are you doing this all on your own accord, you know? And so, I don't know. Immediately to me, I was rooting for Cole North. Really? Yeah, because I was like, this is is something that is realistic. And Mm -hmm. and when it comes to Daredevil, you can't do too much fantasy unless you're like Anne Nascenti or something. You have to do something that's actually rooted well you know because there's a lot of mirrors to a book we read earlier this year which Mm -hmm. is obviously um fucking uh the daredevil book we read earlier this year oh uh born again born again there it is yeah (laughs) yeah, there's there's mirrors there's mirrors to to born again throughout born again christian Mm -hmm. yeah exactly (laughs) that's like which is the biggest yeah running theme too you know um but i i don't know like it i just feel like cole north is a great route for this to be in reality mm-hmm. where even like the cops are like, what do you mean? We live in fantasy superhero world. We sometimes we like gotta we let them do him. our job, yeah. you know? Well, and that's the, the theme he's dealing with in the latter half is that now he had it easy mm-hmm. on his first mission. And the second person he has to deal with is, essentially impossible Spider-Man, you know yeah. what i mean i think that's hilarious that he's like i can't fucking keep up with this guy his speeds like 10 times what the other dudes was and he's all over this he's fucking, fucking city swinging across yeah. the sky like, like, i love i love the fact that uh whisk uh, whisk god damn it wilson fisk is like uh uh no spider-man mandate across all the fucking police stations like everyone keep an eye out for this fucker you know mm-hmm. i think that's so funny um how did you guys feel about Owsley. Owsley. Fucking Leland Owsley. Mm-hmm. I didn't know him. Oh, well, he yeah, was. So. so, funny enough, we're doing Shawshank Redemption mm-hmm. at the end of this week. And the warden, played by um, Bob Gunton, mm-hmm. played Owsley in the Netflix show. So I was like, oh, weird. Okay. What a weird little coincidence. So meta. Yeah. I don't even <laughs> so remember meta. him. Oh, really? He was Not in the first two seasons, maybe? I think he was in the first two seasons. Owsley. But he's he becomes the owl. God, I just don't remember that show, I guess. Of Daredevil? Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's just like we see Kingpin meeting with like a group of gangsters oh, every now okay. and then, and he's just part of that group. He's just he's, one of them. Yeah, you know, like, like with Madame Gao. He's one of the lesser Nobu. ones. He's like not nearly, yeah, like Nobu Who? and Madame Gao get... Who? Leland Owsley. Exactly. Leland Owsley. <laughs> well, anyway, he is... And they I, call him Leland, I think, even more than they call him Owsley in the show. In the show? Yeah, yeah. for sure, because they didn't, Owsley is a not real name. <laughs> it's, it's a Lousley <laughs> name, you know what I'm saying? Shit, Gotti. Gotti. You just put Leland and Owsley together, Lousley. <laughs> but no, I mean, I like, more. Is it kind of, it's like the same, it's like the other half of the coin of me liking that we have this whole organized hero group that mm-hmm. obviously lives in new york city it's the same thing goes with the crime families and mm-hmm. and you know i just finished the sopranos yeah oh okay you finished yesterday it. funny enough uh and so it's very you know it's stooped in realism to believe that there would be these family these mob yeah. families that have established themselves in you know the new york area 
decades before and generations before and that's what i thought was really cool that we got to see in this Mm -hmm. and that was one of my favorites was the libras family whole arc Mm -hmm. and getting to see you know a little bit more of like a like the generational side of like how these mob families would have kind of come to where they are today you know what i mean because it it feels a little unrealistic to have like a you know, like a 70-year-old woman running a crime family when you just look at it from the outside looking in, but then to have it established through the generations, it's like that would make sense how she would have ended up in this position. You know? Yeah. So I really like both of those those crime people getting a little, those two getting more attention in this a little bit. Yeah. I'm assuming Owsley becomes more important I'm, I'm moving sure, on. Yeah, yeah. Owsley is going to be, because well, it's, I feel like the book is trying to paint Kingpin as, like the third main lead mm-hmm. where it's, it's going to be daredevil dealing with his shit It's going to be Cole North dealing with his shit. And then Kingpin dealing with his, his shit. shit, which is, Owsley. and so <laughs> all of them need a thorn in their side, you know? And so Owsley is obviously building up to something where he's going to, I don't know, I guess betray the Kingpin mm-hmm. or something, you know? Um, but I, I really like how many bricks are layered throughout this, this book. And I love the first five issues, how like, how much of a rocket it is like right out the mm-hmm. gate it's just going um and you can tell like where the next 10 or five issues like six through ten where it kind of slows down because now it's like okay now we need to stretch out what we have established and let you kind of soak in it a little mm-hmm. bit you know um but the first five issues are are so fucking marvel um there is the whole punisher section mm-hmm. that i'm like this is so dope. And it's hilarious. I yeah. thought it was cool as heck. It's yeah. hilarious that Frank Castle would do that. He'd be like, you're my boy now. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're murdered now. We're boys, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, come on, I'll go help you out. We're, we're birds of a feather. Let's yeah. go kill somebody. Yeah, like, you wanna go, we'll go murder whoever you want in this city, man. Like, I just think that, and that's total Frank Castle, that yeah. he would kind of resource anybody he sees as someone that is now in his kind of mindset. See, you know? I, I feel like it was a little bit of that, but it was also like a test almost. You think where so? it's like, it's like, I heard he killed somebody. Let me go ahead and save him from the cops <laughs> with like a remote control gun and then and then I'll see if he's really willing to kill more boys. And so um he he obviously knew it must have been an accident because he even points it out to to Matt and he's like killing a guy for, you know, petty theft like that's pretty heavy, my yeah. man, you know, like <laughs> um but I loved that whole interaction because mm-hmm. it's like it's kind of like the Punisher is kind of there for Matt yeah. in a way, you know, whether he likes to admit it or not. Like he saved him from Cole North. Oh, and then I love that all the cops are like, no, don't unmask him. You know, like, Oh yeah. No, I love the idea of having an anti friend. You know what I mean? Someone who is a buddy of yours, but you don't, kind of one around because they have like a complete moral <laughs> like like a deadpool in any book <laughs> yeah exactly like a deadpool you know what oh. i mean someone that has just a completely broken moral compass but is still like a good friend to you at times you know like that's a that's such a funny dynamic to have and i and i think we see it a lot with matt murdoch and frank castle you know they definitely played with it a little bit in the netflix series you oh, know yeah. with the relationship between those two so um do we see Punisher and Born Again? No, I'm trying to think about no, no we don't, right? So no. I'm trying to think about how long maybe their relationship has oh, been being from, established, you know, from through the years. For you know? a long Because obviously, yeah. like Spider Man <laughs> and you know the Defenders and that whole group, yeah. those are all relationships he's had because those are all, like our true. I guess I don't think of Punisher as a New York hero mm-hmm. as much as those others in that sense because we do get to see him well, so much in other yeah. places all the time. Which I mean, obviously Spider Man, but. You know, Frank Castle is just a guy, you know, yeah. at the end of the day. And so you would think, he, you know, I don't think of him being so contained in New York all the time. No, I'm sure he has hideouts throughout New York and then hideouts in like <clears throat> other cities as well. But I don't think of Punisher as even a hero, you know, like he's just a factor that also exists in this spandex world. And I really like that. I, I always see people talking about like, oh, well, if you really think about it, Punisher doesn't fit in the Marvel Universe and is like, I don't care. That's why he's cool. Like why he fits. (laughs) It's just like, if you look at this puzzle, he's like a broken shard of glass. That's like trying to fit into the cardboard puzzle. And I really like that. I'm like, sometimes you want to run your hand over something and and feel some notches. And why not a piece of glass, you know, because it's exciting. It's It's a little psychotic. It's a little, well, so is the Punisher. (laughs) So that's, that's why I really like him, Mm -hmm. especially in this book, because Chip doesn't paint him as a hero. Mm -mm. There's the whole interaction where he has that guy tied 
tied down and he's like all right i want you to pull the gun and matt's like i'm not gonna kill him and so he's like okay you want me to let him go and so he lets <laughs> him go knowing that he's in a fucking safe house full of punisher guns yeah. and so he picks up a gun and he shoots him and he's like self-defense motherfucker you know like <laughs> like it's so good like i don't root for him but mm-hmm. it 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 is, but you can rationalize. Well, I can what rationalize his irrational. Yeah, what he is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just love how much of, like, like literally a, a broken piece of glass the Punisher is in the Marvel universe, and and I always will because you know you'll see him in events like uh, War of the Realms, and he's mm-hmm. like got a giant gun shooting frost giants, and it's like, yeah, that's sick. Why the that's fuck the not? Punisher? Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah! As long as he's getting to kill shit, he's gonna be there. Yeah, yeah. he's I, indestructible when he has one life point left. Yeah, uh, that's true. his superpower. <laughs> that's his superpower. <laughs> that's true. Um, I I always feel like I get w- weird judgment whenever I say how much I love the Punisher, like because you think of it nowadays and you're like, well, he's a psychopath. Why do you like him? And I don't know. It's just because I think that's such a neat idea. I never agree with him. I don't want him to win. But I just, I really love. Who's who's telling you these things? <laughs> well, it's also. I how, will hurt them. I feel like the Punisher logo has mis- been no. misbranded. So True. it's like, oh, do you like the American flag and lifted trucks and <laughs> ARs or, you know, assault rifles? <laughs> they are saying they all love the Punisher, yeah, obviously. Exactly. Yeah. That's all Punisher stuff. <laughs> Um, let's talk about the defenders showing up in this book, which is yeah, which I honestly loved. Um, yeah, and thought was a nice for the same reasons you're talking about why you like Frank Castle showing up, which is like I love that they we see them talking about him in third person where they're like, "Fuck, do we need to do something about Matt? Like, what's going on with them? Yeah, he's acting crazy." And then we see him show up to save him and have the whole conversation in his. I guess it's his apartment, or maybe it's Danny's apartment. I don't really know. Uh, yeah, it's Danny's yeah, it's place, a, I think. Because uh, he's got the expensive magical Kunlun bandages. Yeah. Yeah. Where they're essentially <laughs> just like, bro, we're your friends. We're here for you. You know, like, we've all done this shit, you know? And I think that's <laughs> hilarious that Matt's like, what the he's fuck? Like, yeah. He's like, y'all are all fucking murderers. He's like, we're all murderers. <laughs> I think one of those things you just don't think of, you don't put yeah. in your head space. And so when it's finally just said out loud to you, you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I was actually a little upset that he reacted so aggressively well, he with them, but it, he it, didn't leave aggressive. Is yeah, the thing. That, like he was true. like, I just need a moment to go think about shit. You know, if he was like, no, you guys are all murders. I'm out of here. And then broke the window mm-hmm. and jumped out or some shit. Then I'd be like, what yeah. the fuck, Matt? Like, I'll see you all in a jail cell. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are going down. Watch your back. <laughs> Uh, but uh, thankfully, he just left out the front door like a human would, <laughs> like a not the devil. Um, <laughs> True. Wait, but there- no, he didn't. Oh, he didn't. Or didn't how did he, he escape through a window? Oh, he did out the bathroom oh, window. He, yeah. he used to the bathroom. He did go. I mean, he didn't he, break through a window. He, he opened the window. He was like, "Okay, I gotta get away." Because this is crazy. That's true. He does <laughs> run away from them. But um, yeah, it was more running away, not <laughs> vengeful. But that, yeah, you know. But that panel where he's holding his hand, his head in his hands, and crying, and finally admitting that he killed the guy. I, I'm not gonna lie. I was had a little tears in my eyes oh. just a little bit. It's so beautifully drawn. Going back to fucking both Mark Chichetto and Sunny Go. Yeah. Sunny Go's uh, coloring. Colors, yeah. I, it looks. The emotions are drawn some of the best I've ever seen, in my opinion. Like, it really hits home in the moments where they wanted you to feel feel like Daredevil. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they wanted you to feel like Daredevil and be with Matt Murdock. And I honestly <clears throat> felt it. And I was genuinely there with Matt in that moment reading this, you know. And it's so it's just sad to, you know, for him to basically admit, like, I, I knew this entire time it was me. And I was just mm. fucking doubting you know or like you know second like not second guessing but denying it you know yeah because i know better you know and i know that i knew better so how the fuck did the, could this have ever happened you know it's just he's off his game and when you're you got off hit your by game, a bus bro <laughs> <laughs> well not only that he was um like taking those painkillers and mm-hmm. shit oh true he was doped up <clears throat> you dope God can't damn you can't fight dope. crime when you're doped you know, uh, I heard in an interview, Chip Zdarsky talked about Marco Cicchetto's art, and he was like, uh, he would write a, out a scene, and then he would get the art back and be like, 
Marco, I said he's he's beaten, he's ugly in this scene. And every time I got the art back, he was sexy as hell. You know, just like... <laughs> he was sexy as hell. <laughs> okay, uh, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll keep talking about Daredevil. Lizard shit, fuck, fuck. Lightning energy, the energy drink for men. If you're a man, you drink lightning energy. It'll make you strong as fuck, bro. <laughs> you can lift like 10 trucks and do all the man work. Lightning energy. It's like an explosion of lightning in a can. Oh, yeah. I gotta try this shit. Fuck, bro. I'm so juiced right now. Juice with lightning. Lightning energy. Yeah. <laughs> Potential side effects of lightning energy may include heart attack, diarrhea, big big ass muscles, small balls, T-Rex arms, inability to kick, flip, and impotence. No girls allowed. And we're um, back. It sounded like the guy had an orgasm at the end when the, <laughs> yeah, with the, expo- yeah. the explosion. Oh, like. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, well, I'm glad we are sponsored by them. It sounds like that shit would make me explosive, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you can die from drinking Right out my butthole. <laughs> um, uh, and we're back. Well, uh, welcome back to our, our uh, Daredevil talk. Um, should I do like an NPR type of thing? Yeah, right. And we're back. Thank welcome you. back to our Daredevil talk this, mm-hmm. this fine evening. This, uh, in the second half of the episode, we're going to be discussing... <laughs> Daredevil, quitting his job, and the repercussions. Um, yeah, so he. Uh, let's talk about the last cameo in the first five issues, which is which is introduced to us in a way that I really fucking appreciated. Which is Matt describing Spider Man in the sexiest way, which is he's just a he's just a ball of muscle, yeah, just nothing just but power, just hanging out in my room, and, and he, doesn't he doesn't even know how good he fucking is. <laughs> it's Spider Boy. Can you imagine? Like, I'm sure that that's that I mean, previous to Matt killing a man, that is a mutual road that each of them think of each other. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Where it's he's, like Spider-Man sees Daredevil and he's like, fuck, that guy must have everything figured out. And then Daredevil sees Spider-Man. and He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like a god just came into my room. <laughs> you know, I think it's funny um, the way Daredevil describes Spider-Man, especially because you know, this is also just Chip being like, I like Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, get, I get to talk about my boy from a third person. Yeah. Exactly. So when Chip started writing at Marvel, he was writing Howard the Duck. And in that book, Spider-Man is a wimpy little crybaby like, oh, my uncle died, you know? <laughs> and so it's so amazing to see how he can just swivel out all the way to Daredevil and be like, look at Spider-Man. He's the, <laughs> the strongest motherfucker alive. Monster energy drink. And then and then here comes Marco with the coolest, buffest looking man Spider-Man <laughs> yeah. that has ever stood in a dark doorway. <laughs> By the way, we're also going to get in trouble because oh. it's lightning energy. Oh, shit. You said monster energy. Lightning monsters. <laughs> um... But yeah, it's it's pretty sick how Spider-Man shows up and he's like, give me a mask. Mm-hmm. And so Daredevil's like, okay. And it's someone that Daredevil obviously has such that high respect for mm-hmm. that he's like, yeah, I, I can't tell you no. You know? yeah. Yeah. You're but, obviously... Uh, Luke Cage, who's literally <laughs> impenetrable. Yeah. <laughs> I would argue that Daredevil thinks Spider-Man probably has an even greater moral compass oh, than Luke yes. Cage. Yeah. You know what I mean? That this is someone I who, mean, if he's like, dude, you need to stop. He's like, fuck, I obviously need to stop right yeah. now if this guy's coming to me yeah. and telling me to quit it. You know, He obviously doesn't know about Gwen or Kevin. <laughs> yeah, or any. <laughs> but I mean, Peter does. Or, you know, sorry, oh, you're getting your identity out there. Spider-Man does absolutely stand there. <laughs> <laughs> tell him like you yeah. know i we've been through it. this shit happens like i've done this shit and you do your best to not and when it happens it's fucked but you move on from it you learn to be better and not do it again you yeah. know and i thought that was the greatest advice he could have gotten in that moment which isn't oh we've all done this it happens let it go you know so much as like you learn to be better you yeah. you take responsibility for it you mourn and you move on just like anything you know you grieve and you move on um it's interesting to see it's it's always a staple of where we are in the Marvel universe or or what retcons have happened 
whenever you don't know who knows who who is mm-hmm. like secret identities true so in this scene where spider-man shows up they don't know that each other are pete and matt mm-hmm. and that's kind of weird because there are so many times where you see that they know that each they other are each other's are each identity. Other. It's always like, oh, who did who who made the deal with Mephisto this time? You know, like how did they get the the genie back in the bottle this time? But yeah, it's it's crazy because then we see, or previously with the the defenders, like they knew who Matt was. Um, oh, because that was Brian Michael Bendis. Brian Michael Bendis did that in the Defenders book. Now that I'm remembering, and even in Civil War when Peter, well, that's the thing, like, gives his identity to the world. You know, yeah, and so Mephisto helped out with that. You know, and so like. <clears throat> it's just interesting how you don't know who who is and then we see later whenever matt hangs out with reed like he obviously knows who matt is yeah. you know? <laughs> so it's like does he is he does he think he's talking to you know lawyer and previous mayor matt murdoch or does he think he's talking, talking to, to daredevil matt yeah, murdoch that's vigilant. a good question right that's actually a good question i want to believe that he's talking to matt murdoch who was one of you know who was his Oh, lawyer years yeah. and years before you know i like yeah. the idea that it's someone that he sees as a good friend and uh and someone to maybe talk law side yeah. of science you know too and uh and i like the idea of matt murdoch playing both sides of the coin you know what i mean of like having superhero friends there aren't friends of his because he's a superhero but are friends of his because he's a lawyer that helps superheroes out sometimes and they don't even realize he has two lives you know yeah gets to hang out with them twice <laughs> like oh you're going to a party tonight oh maybe i'll see you there <laughs> well obviously reed richards at least knows that he is daredevil did they mention yeah. it they talked about it exclusively well, i think when they were playing chess it it's kind of led on i i believe that i believe yeah. that's it true could, that's what i'm saying it could go either way yeah. is even the point you're like making, i don't i don't I know if they directly say it but mm-hmm. it's kind of led on i felt like yeah um but i did have a question not a daredevil question, okay. unfortunately. But um, is is Doctor Strange essentially taking Mephisto's place in not going home? Spider Man oh, not going home. Spider Man homework. Homework bound. Spider Man homework bound. No more homework. <laughs> homework bound is a good one. No more homework. Um, no. So Doctor Strange does do that with Pete also in the comics, okay. but. He also has to make a deal with Mephisto. And so there's a whole it happens twice where he goes to Doctor Strange and they go to Mephisto and then they forget his identity. They're no longer married him and made Mary Jane. So do you think Mephisto is going to be in? No. Okay. That's cool. I I would rather him not be. I don't think many people. Yeah. I don't think Doctor Strange is going to be in any scenes that we haven't already seen from the trailers. I agree. So um, it's funny. This episode comes out after spider-man does jeez. So. Oh, <laughs> well so no we will know and we're talking <laughs> we'll out of our ass right now <laughs> fair enough um but no i mean yeah so there's there's all this bombastic shit in these first five issues mm-hmm. we see you know daredevil beating up like owls gang there's a new guy named crush who has like this super suit on yeah. an um, iron man level suit too yeah. which shows that how much that technology is just yeah. like out there now you yeah know? just meddled out into the to the world black market iron man yeah and we also see that uh oh well, i think maybe this is in the later half but kingpin is basically renouncing any life of direct crime anymore so he's saying anyway right. quote unquote you know can we ever trust anything kingpin really says mm. that's the thing from everything i've experienced <clears throat> and read i He's always the guy that's got 10 plans where you think he has seven, you know, like he's always got even more things going on than we even think we think we know, you know, so (laughs) (laughs) yeah, no, for sure. Um, But I don't I don't know, like sometimes a writer writes Kingpin that way, but then sometimes they just write him like, oh, well, Spider-Man figured it out. Mm -hmm. He beat you up. Bye bye. I don't know. It's, It's interesting to see the strategy that Kingpin is able to comprehend and and have moving forward and i think that that's something that chip is definitely building up right now is kingpin is going to be a much bigger player in a completely different way than we've ever than seen we before. expect yeah <clears throat> but yeah let's talk about the second half of this book well how does the first half end it's basically just it's matt giving this mask to, Pete to spider-man yeah and mm-hmm. then spider-man leaving and matt just being like well daredevil's dead then mm-hmm. and then 
the rest of the New York just believes that. And that's what I was a little confused about. It's not like there was like an incident that occurred where it was like, oh, Daredevil died. It's just everybody just accepts that he just disappeared and that's his his death, including Kingpin. Yeah, who's yeah like, there, he, I didn't he's even dead. think about that. Yeah, he's just, but just, there's not really an incident. He's just dead now, according to the world. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how he gets that news out there. Mm-hmm. It's just like uh, Matt's newsletter, his email he's his emailing list but we basically get the whole uh you know middle arc of uh spider-man 2 where it's you know raindrops keep falling on your head and he's just watching <laughs> everything fuck up and he just doesn't care he's eating his ice cream he's yeah. like hey things are fine you know i'm uh you know i'm enjoying life my eight weeks is just matt murdoch at this point yeah you know? he becomes what is a parole officer. and he becomes a parole officer <clears throat> so this book keeps dancing with the guilt that matt has from killing the man what was his name um, leo leo sorry oh go ahead okay there was a really bad brawl before the oh, whole spider-man right. thing oh, okay um where he passed out and, and then that's the when Punisher. the defenders saved him gotcha. oh. the de- that's when yeah. the defenders saved and then him. he escaped the defenders went home and that's when where spider-man, Spider-Man finds him yeah. uh, so the defenders thing happens after the punisher thing mm-hmm. yeah oh, like those are the last two after. incidents basically it's just friend um, friend talks but i know? also just want to point this out real quick when he's waking up from the defenders from like in the defenders home wherever they're yeah. at um he's remembering the guy he killed his head uh, hitting the concrete wall yeah yeah, I noticed that there's a part where Matt says, every time I close my eyes, I, I hear I them hit the stone wall. Mm-hmm. And it's like, he. Uh, there's also other moments where Chip drip, like definitely nails the head into the coffin mm-hmm. or the nail into the whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that it's, he doesn't have any front facing. Everything is his in his focal view, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's very interesting that like still even closing his eyes, there's that snapshot of the, the bang hitting, you know? As if he was just looking directly at yeah. it when it happened, even though it probably happened ten feet behind him. You know uh, that that aspect where he like he has no front facing. It made me think like, what if like Daredevil developed like a fighting style where he's like quickly swinging and like he never even like moves his body like the right way but he's able to like donkey kick backwards and like all kinds <laughs> like of re- shit like learn to like dislocate his arms and stuff so they work both directions and, like, look, yeah look over his head and your head and stuff <laughs> get an owl's neck yeah. you know there's um a really like a, a short story in these comics oh that yeah. we got in between and um it's at the end of the first issue mm-hmm. yeah and i really enjoyed it yeah. because it shows you obviously what everybody else sees uh in these two pages and then the next two pages are the same thing, but li- how Daredevil saw it. Get a little yeah. chip art loved it. in there, which yeah, I love. Mm-hmm. Chip did that all by himself. Mm-hmm. He did the art and obviously the story. And no, yeah, you're right. It's it's fucking cool. It must have been something that Chip dream- dreamt up and was just like, how would be how would the best way to convey what he sees it would be? And it's like, oh, I'll show you the comic, and then I'll show you how he yeah. does, how he sees our it. view, his mm-hmm. view. Yeah. For, for four pages, That's yeah, it. Exactly. and it's perfect. You know, it's so cool. I love uh, it. One thing we're talking back on his power set and stuff. One thing mm-hmm. I really appreciated is when he's talking to the Punisher mm-hmm. and is literally standing over him is basically like, if I wanted to be a killer, I could be the greatest killer out of <laughs> fucking right. any of you. He's like, I'm the best. He's like, I could shoot somebody from miles away easy. He's like, I, I could be the greatest assassin if I wanted, but I choose not to be because I would, you know, I yeah. have that responsibility to keep my power set in check. And I love that because it, it shows how. At, once again, absolutely ridiculously powerful Daredevil can truly be. And then at the same time, be like, my shirt has a giant skull on it. What the <laughs> fuck? You know, like, I and, had no and, idea. And that's only him learning how to turn off different factors of his own mm-hmm. senses because he'd be able to tell where the sweat's collecting on his own body. He'd be able to say like, oh, there's a giant skull on my chest yeah. you know what i mean Actually, and so he's just get, he's just the smell of the ink in it or something yeah. you know you could probably tell it's white ink in the shirt you know and make or a guess just like that plastic overlay yeah. you know you get what i'm saying yeah. yeah um but i mean there's even the instance where he goes to interrogate the coroner and the coroner's like you could have or not even the coroner it's the guy that tried to save leo when he was yeah. brought to the hospital the yeah. doctor and he's like i can't, with what you know how to do you could have been a doctor and he's saying it as he's swinging away daredevil obviously heard that you know yeah just laying on the guilt it's so good but i i mean when i when i read that i was like i totally understand why he wouldn't want to be a doctor can you imagine being in a hospital all the time as him and having those smells and like all that it's probably 
almost unbearable for him to be sure. in, like you know smelling death or like infection and stuff I mean, he, be... it's not like he doesn't go to hospitals i know it's true but i'm sure it's not it's hard for him i guess is what i'm getting at it's not the easiest place for him to spend I feel like if all he the time goes yeah. anywhere if he goes into a brand new apartment he can I smell all the he talks about how a, and... a strawberry is hard to eat because of the toxins that are left on it you know for, even from true. an organic farmer you know i think it's more has to do with um like how righteous he is no like he's sure. so righteous that yes he can go and save people that are you know hurt or dying but he's too righteous to the point where he's like i have to stop people who are doing bad and causing these people to get hurt yeah so i don't see him ever being a doctor even if he like really wanted to be because i feel like he's so righteous that he'd be like but i have to do this yeah you know what i mean yeah he's like instead of saving the people in the hospital i should save the people from ever going to the hospital yeah that's that's my by sending people to the hospital (laughs) (laughs) hospitals for criminals getting stitched up exactly (laughs) hospitals for broken bones not cancer (laughs) (laughs) not good he's curing cancer too i mean the that can go on to all the superheroes imagine Mm -hmm. if dr strange stayed a doctor imagine if reed richards was a doctor iron man you know no but especially reed richards wolverine can you imagine him cutting you up real nice and and clean he should be an amputate (laughs) (laughs) he amputates people if only like like his blood was like oh you know and it could go to everybody oh true that would be cool oh true That's an interesting thing is what would happen if you gave someone a blood transfusion of Wolverine's blood? Well, I, w- I would imagine that it would at least heal them for a little bit. That's what oh, I would. That's a good idea. You know, like what blood type is Wolverine? You know, a blood type. X. We should do a comic. <laughs> <laughs> blood type X. God damn it. Um, we should do a comic uh-huh. where somebody captures Wolverine and they're like draining him of blood. And it just keeps and, going. Yeah. And well, just like heroes be, are like searching for Wolverine. Would it be Mobius? But like we just find out like cancer's being cured, like all these diseases are being cured. Oh, so and definitely Mobius. Oh yeah. well, so there's the mutant ho- ho- uh, hormone growth or or something like that. The human there's the mutant. Um, what are you laughing about? <laughs> just hormone growth, or if that was a real mutant name, I'd be like, no, no, the it's mutant, just like HGH, yeah, human so growth it's, hormone. It's it's HGH, but it's mutant. Oh, mutant growth and hormone. You inject oh, MGH, yeah. And you inject it and you get powers for a limited amount of time, time. and it's addictive. Oh. And so it that, would that, be. that shows up in a lot of comics. Do you get the same power? It's not the same thing. No. It's a variety. Or yeah. do you well, know what you're getting in? No, if if you get like just the base thing, I think it's just super strength. I'm you're saying like, they like got you. They like kidnap him. No, I know what you're hold saying. Hold him hostage. Like the government does. I heard you. And the mutants are like, nah, that's our homeboy. <laughs> Yeah. We got to get him back. And then they fight the government. See, I, I like the idea of everyone having a preset power within themselves and it just being like in a stock drug yeah. allows you to open up whatever you can do. You That's know what, what I mean? a terrogenesis is for mm-hmm. the inhumans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean. But only mutants, if you have the alien DNA, right? Well, yeah, you have to have. You, yeah. you have to be inhuman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but mutants, it it's completely varied to a thousand different degrees because <clears throat> uh, Wolverine and Mystique have a kid and he literally has both their powers. So it's like, okay, well, I guess it's not as random as you want it to Yeah, believe. it can be mm-hmm. hereditary. Yeah. As convenient as they want it to be and how cool they want the, the child born to be. I think most of Wolverine's kids have claws. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, in one of the X-Men movies. I would have uh-huh. to believe he Xavier has the... says it, it comes from the father. Oh. The, the mutant gene. That is true. Interesting. But I would also have to believe that Wolverine's genes are dominant as fuck. They're like, get out of uh, your other genes. We're the genes that are taking over this body, you know? Yeah. Weapon. Claws, yeah. they're like really short jeans, <laughs> yeah. but they're but they're, they're short, strong. But they're, they're tough little yeah, assholes. They're stocky. <laughs> uh, uh, Weapon X, uh, protein powder. Get out of your jeans, <laughs> jeans. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, we can talk about the the Libris family and how it. Yeah, I guess we should talk about that. The was really thread. interesting. Yeah, well, let's, yeah, let's and, get um, into fucking Mindy a little bit yeah. because she's how we get into all of this, and I guess. There's two running themes in basically every book Chip Zdarsky feels like he needs to have now, which is cussing, mm-hmm. which I do appreciate, and se- sex. He like loves to put sex in Marvel comics, you know what I mean? And this was his mission to do that. <laughs> and yeah. I thought it was hilarious that he chose to make it a married woman that Matt Murdock gets mm-hmm. to uh, have a relationship with in this comic book. That was very uh, bold and interesting writing, in my opinion, because this is 
still aimed at like a younger audience at the end of the day. You know what I mean? There's I still so. there's still 14 year olds who could easily pick yeah. this comic book up and being like, oh, this is Daredevil. You know, yeah, what but I mean? there's no like penis in there. No, but you know what I mean? There's, is, there's butt. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like what I was talking about before the podcast. I didn't expect this comic to be the way it was. Mm-hmm. Um, that's I'm not saying anything bad about no, it. I, I actually yeah. loved the comic. I thought it was amazing. I ex- I didn't expect Matt Murdock to be going through this type of internal struggle. Oh. Um, to not see Daredevil for like four issues, basically. Exactly. Yeah. I expected this to be a Daredevil comic, but this was a Matt Murdock comic for Absolutely. sure. And, and I, I actually really enjoyed it. I loved it. But I don't think a younger crowd would have a very good time reading this. Because oh, I, I, I feel like they would want to read more like, oh, Daredevil. Yeah. You know, not like his internal struggles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I um, think that this is aimed really well at the crowd who loves the Netflix series. Interesting. Mm, right. Because okay. it feels there's it, it tries to pull as many of those elements in, mm-hmm. except for it doesn't do a well a good job with Foggy. No. And then obviously there's no Karen Page to, yeah. to bring in. Oh she crazy. <laughs> well <in the laughs> time, yeah. But she loco way. It, fucking Netflix Karen Page is like one of the greatest yeah. characters of all time. <laughs> <Absolutely>. So <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, I mean I agree, Paul Damien. Like it this is where Mark Wade, if he was still on Daredevil, it would be like, how would a kooky Daredevil go up against the kooky villain in this scene? You <laughs> Where's know? that guy mm-hmm. with the long legs? <laughs> <laughs> still, man. I, still like, man. Yeah. I like him. What's you he know, up to? He's like, there's that one guy, he's got like a bullseye on his forehead. What's his name? Still, What's that dude's still name? Man. Still man. Still man. Okay, there you go. Uh, but no, you're right. Like, this is all about Matt Murdock. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you're right, Kenny, like for him to fucking go after a married woman. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> It's it's very interesting. I mean, like I, I really thought so. You know, I mean, even for Matt Murdock, who is a good Catholic, you know, to think about that character's thoughts, he's a good Catholic boy. So that, I mean, that's that's about. Well, as Catholics good. love to cheat, my man. Oh, I know, but it's still. <laughs> and he actually talks about how it's a sin, you know, that yeah. they're sinning and choosing to do so. And I just, it's it, of all the characters, I was pretty blown away that it would be him of all, you know, that would do something like this. But it does not surprise me to, for it to come out of a Chip Zdarsky book. Um, but what an interesting like dynamic for it to create where she's like come have dinner with my family you know like this will be fun and then we get there and it's literally it's like (laughs) hey my gangster family here we go it's like why the fuck would you do that you know yeah but um my gangster family new show on netflix yeah there you go sorry uh my 100 pound my My 100 pound gangster family my 500 pound gangster Gangster family family. (laughs) um my 500 pound gangster life um (laughs) uh no but yeah no the libris family is created like in these issues this is our first time seeing them but i love the way that chip writes it out and how matt already knows everything about them as if they're already an established family Mm -hmm. in here and so that I love it whenever a creator does that. Instead of instead of rewriting a previous like the Magia family or something, instead of rewriting them to fit your new story idea, yeah. you create one that seems like it was already cemented in the universe and no one's going to rebuttal that. You know, all you have to do is like do a flashback scene where Spider-Man beats up, you know, Tom Libris for a yeah. minute and then you're like, "Oh, that was, you know, in 2007." So, obviously they've been around for a while. Exactly. You know? They've been fighting crime, they've been in the crime family forever. <laughs> and I love that when he's describing them, he's like, "Shut up. Shut up, Matt. Shut yeah. up. Stop talking." <laughs> yeah. Whenever uh Izzy is like, "Do you know who I am?" Yeah, mm-hmm. so let's talk about the dinner scene. I mean, it's pretty incredible. Like instantly Matt's like, Oh fuck! He just n- knows that Tom's right there cooking, and he's like, "I know what's going on." Man. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> no, the writing was very good. Where I was like, when, you, when they're first like, "Oh fuck!" with each other, you're like, "Uh fuck!" And then you see uh, uh, Izzy, and you're like, "Ah oh, fuck!" You yeah. know, like, and it all kind of came together. So I definitely thought it was great writing and very entertaining to get to read and experience as it like all falling together like that. And I thought it was insane that Matt Murdock would sit there and just give us a giant monologue of like <laughs> this is who you are this is what you've done this is everything yeah. we need to know about this family but it works you know yeah. what i mean to give us everything we wanted to know and i thought like i said earlier i liked getting that story of like this is how our crime family did establish themselves all mm-hmm. of these years and we are we may not be wilson fucking fisk or even leland owsley but we've been here and ha- yeah. you know are have no intentions of leaving you know 
And yeah. you're right. Instead of using like the tracksuit gang or the yeah, the Maggio family or something, just fucking create your own. Yeah. And give them a cool backstory just like this. You know? I know. And I really did enjoy the backstory. I thought it was pretty cool cementing them in. And I can't wait to see how it plays going forward. Because mm-hmm. there's obviously Chip is building a gang war. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And I can't wait to see how it plays out. Um, especially because this book keeps going. We see that now Daredevil's li- lo- loving a uh, yeah a uh, a woman connected, and then um, and then the the ending is like the the flame coming back, his mm-hmm. previous flame coming back. So there's obviously going to be more love triangle shit going forward. And we kind of saw Mindy go back to Tom where his life was threatened and she was like, oh, yeah. you're, you're, you're more, you're everything to me. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, okay, they kind of both decided obviously that. <laughs> Which there was something that I forgot to mention. Um, but it, to me, it made the um, dinner scene more interesting. Just knowing what uh, Matt Murdock can do because he's talking about every time he talks to Mindy, he, talks about everything he can sense yeah from her you know and i love that she called him a creep and then he's like <laughs> kept going he's yeah. like her her heart is racing a little bit more her skin is flush yeah fuck i am a creep yeah like, <laughs> i love that scene um but just knowing all that that just makes the dinner scene to me better because when he's talking when he talks to the husband or like sees the husband he can probably sense different yeah. things that he sensed from this pa- man mm-hmm. before. Yeah. You know, and same thing with everybody else. He immediately knows who who's there. You yeah. Know? No, I agree. It's it's pretty cool. Like once Chip does a great job laying down all the rules and then mm-hmm. you have to fill in the blank of like, oh, Matt must be able to do this. Matt must be able to see that and, and understand what's happening there. Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. It's it's so cool. Um, let There's also this other aspect in this later scenes mm-hmm. uh kenny just showed me a panel mm-hmm. um there's it seems like multiple imposter daredevils right people yeah. are starting to try and take up the mantle as if like to fill in the, the void, void yeah of of matt's leaving the dare know? children yeah and i think that that's an interesting aspect that's obviously going to bleed forward as well and then also there's the fucking younger brother of Leo, who mm-hmm. is... And I was going to yeah bring that up. And so we get Joey, who yeah. shows up as one of his parolees and mm-hmm. is like, oh, yeah, shit's been fucked in my family since my, my older bro died. You know, fucking Daredevil killed him. <laughs> <laughs> like, stars aligning, bro. You yeah. know? That's, like, what I mean. a bitch. That's what I mean, where it's like, he gets the Parker luck. Yeah. Where it's like, of course this is going to come back to bite him even harder, yeah. you know? And it's like, definitely. Well, when you... When, the way I I see it though uh-huh. is because this is all, not only a book about Matt Murdock, right. but this is a book about his beliefs and his belief in God. Mm-hmm. You know, and so these little things, all these little things, little coincidences, to him, they're acts of God. These mm-hmm. these True. are these are all the signs that he keeps asking God to send him, but he's not looking. Yeah, yeah. you know. And so that just or adds wanting layers to, to accept this. it exactly yeah and so he keeps running away and running away it's not until he faces his problems head on that he starts moving forward again until he faces God you head know on. <laughs> exactly <laughs> until Basically. he faces Yahweh <laughs> up in the cloud <laughs> dimension four um, <laughs> he's a god right yeah so um, let's talk about that because that makes Matt Murdock an infinitely uh, easy character not easy character but. Um, an interesting character to shove into situations mm-hmm. where it's he believes he's a devout Christian or Catholic. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it, it's almost like no matter how good of a man you are, you will never be the perfect Catholic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You will always have those faults and you will either be blind to them, uh, no pun intended. Or literally blind. <laughs> right. Or just defiant to them. Right. And I just love that about Matt. And I don't see that ever changing about this character there's never going to be a book where they throw out the catholic aspect of it they'll just kind of forget about it a little bit and that's fine it'll be less important to him sometimes than others right but they'll never throw that out because it's such a good fucking like catalyst for this character Mm -hmm. especially in a in a book like this yeah a story like this because that's got to be the hardest thing for him because that's you know, that's one of the worst sins that you can commit is killing somebody. Yeah. Adultery. 
That too. There we go. I yeah, kill, there we go. I kill adulterers yeah. all the time. But, <laughs> but that's a good point. Like, and I'm a Catholic. <laughs> he's he's super upset that he killed somebody. Uh-huh. But then he's like, I'm gonna have sex with this married woman <laughs> to, to make up for it. I, you balance the sins. Yeah. Two sins make a good, right? Yeah. <laughs> Two wrongs make a right. You're right. You're right. You got that. Um, yeah. The very ending, Electra shows up. Oh, which is pretty dope. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the, the last issue is fucking sick. Jorge Fornes mm-hmm. on art. Um, we see Matt in his new version of his, like, uh, just put on whatever you have around you kind of costume. <laughs> yeah. His new version of put on whatever you have yeah. around you. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like That's the funny. fucking, like the tan jacket with the white mask. It looks so dope. And then he fights Cole again. Um, that's just a feud that's going to go on forever, forever until yeah. Cole dies eventually. or decides that vigilantes like dare to long that bad <laughs> until <laughs> the world becomes his sidekick or something until the world runs out of coal. Yeah. Until the world runs out of coal. Sorry. Thank you, Kenny, for showing us the sex panel. Yeah. You got to see the sex panels. Yeah. <laughs> Where's my gay sex scene? Well, and one other, <laughs> one other thing before we, I wanted to bring up right before we get all the way to the ending was just, I like that. On top of the fact that we see that no matter what, he's a devout Christian. We see that no matter what, he's a devout hero. And that those two little panels where we see him literally sitting up in oh, the middle God. of the night. I love that. Just calling 911 yeah. over and over and over again. That, like, that kind of broke my heart. Yeah, dude. there's a robbery here. There's a theft going on over here. I think they're there's burglarizing over abuse. here. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, fuck, that sucks. You know what I mean? It's like, it's a blessing and a curse. It's like what kept him as such a great hero, but now curses him as like a civilian who just can hear everybody's cries for help all night long in a city that is it's, just full of assholes. Yeah, it's so condensed that you can just hear everything oh shit <laughs> um right before Electra showed up yeah he actually didn't fight with cole he actually saved cole oh that's right because two cops were trying to kill him that's right and so Leland's, he saves cole Leland's and he's crooked cops yeah and he's like all the cameras are turned off so they'll never believe anybody so i'm going to walk outside with this gun i'm gonna run outside and y'all can blame me which was the first time we see cole kind of be like maybe this guy does mean at least well by the yeah. world, you know, because he obviously stopped the crooked cop, saved my life, and is now willing to dark knight this shit and just take all the blame, you know? <laughs> dark knight. I hate you. Okay. Well, I think that about wraps up yeah. these 10 issues. That was Scared Devil. That was, yep. Um, I, obviously, you guys have must have seen what must come next, right? No. Okay. Oh, you haven't. Wonderful. But you've seen Electra in her cool new mm-hmm. costume, right? Okay, cool. Spoilers. Yeah. So, <laughs> what? She gets, uh, what? <laughs> yeah. So I'm excited to go Is forward. Is that from this? That's like. Yeah, this on, from this book. Like, 21. Yeah. Oh, no. I don't know about. Uh, it would be 11, but. It's, oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like I, think 11. It's, I think it might actually be 21. Good call. Uh, I don't know which issue that happens, but mm-hmm. yeah, going forward, some new stuff happens, and I'm pretty excited to get there because. This is something I definitely want to return there, to. Same. Absolutely. Are there a lot of backflips? You, uh, you know it. A- okay. Acrobats. No, like I'm serious because I'll I'll read it if there's more backflips. Yeah. I promise there's more backflips. You know, okay. there's way more daredevils. Evil Knievel shows up. <laughs> Evil you know? Knievel yeah. shows up? All the daredevils are going to be oh there. Oh my God. So. Let's let's read the Hulk. Um, Chris Angel. Oh, never mind. Let's read Daredevil. <laughs> you guys can't. Don't make fun of Evil Knievel. He rest, may he rest in peace. You're an alcoholic. Okay, well, um, never mind. I was trying you. to do something. <laughs> Were you trying to do? Something? Yeah. Okay. Of we just got in a crowded room all of a sudden. People <laughs> <laughs> talking. Okay. Well, uh, thank you guys for listening. Follow us on Instagram. That's in the show notes below. Um, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. If you give us a five star, we'll read it on the podcast. You know, should we do that? Should we read one of those? Yeah. True. Let's We're, finally oh, do it. I also it. want to mention, don't forget to pick up a can of Lightning Energy at a local thrift store. Mm-hmm. Mm. They're only at thrift stores. They're only at Goodwill. <laughs> <laughs> um, how do I pull up Apple Punch? <laughs> <laughs> can I pull it up? Yeah, there? I'll do it. I think I can pull it up. All right, I'll do it. I got it. All right. So our let's read one of these reviews. I'm going to move this on. Hold on. All right. Can you guys hear me all right? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. okay. So this podcast, or this uh, review was written by someone named I Watch the Watchers. It reads, uh, headline, great podcast, 
This podcast is so great. I can listen to it while I work from home. Now, instead of contemplating suicide, okay, well, now instead of contemplating suicide while doing mundane <laughs> tasks, I can kick back and laugh like I'm one of the boy, one with the boys. Uh, also, it makes great background noise to spank the. Mo- okay, well, spank the monkey too. Okay, <laughs> so there's got some preferred ass fans out there. I guess so. All right. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank uh, you. I watch the Watchers. Thank you for the five star review. You got me looking out the window in fear now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, come back next week. Like I was saying, follow yeah. us on all the places. Do all that shit. Um, next week we're doing Super Crooks. Oh, uh, we're gonna be talking about the Mark Millar and Francis Linnell U. Uh, Super Crooks, four issues, and we're going to be talking about the Netflix anime adaptation, right. which is kind of cool because it's an anime How long based after now? an American comic. I think it came out like the, the, at the time of recording this, like this week. So oh, okay. okay. That's it, why I haven't fresh. heard of it. Yeah. It is, it is an unrotten tomato. It is fresh. <laughs> oh, shoot. Uh, right. Well, thank you guys for being here. Thank you so much. So let us steal your next Wednesday afternoon with Super Crooks. We'll see you then, or we'll see you on another time. Bye, guys. Bye. Get the fuck out. A couple of guys and a dog making candles.